I, I sit at home, I watch the draft, and we pick people that I've never heard of. Yeah, sitting there, uh, Emmanuel Ginobili. <laughs> Who did we just pick? I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's gonna be great, he's this, he's, oh, okay, pop, whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We've got your NBA action covered from Thursday night in the association. I'm Zach Harper, back from Australia, back in the United States. Joined by Big Waz, joined by Eden Liu, with Rob Lopez using Jade's credit card to order some candles for his hotel room right now. The Athletic, by the way, theathletic.com slash dings. That's going to get you a $3 per month subscription for a year as we transition in the first week of April, I guess April 8th on this, uh, this Count the Dings athletic venture. And, of course, we have the live show in Chicago May 18th at Lincoln Hall. Get tickets today on CountTheDings.com. You are not going to want to miss that live show. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Jordan Bell is a candlestick man. DeMarcus Cousins has heard some bad things. And the end of the East playoffs is still a mess. But first, Waz, we've got a battle of MVP runner-ups between Nikola Jokic and James Harden, Rockets 112, Nuggets 85 in Houston. James Harden went off in this one once again, 38 points, six rebounds, six assists, 10 of 22 from the field, five of 11 from three-point range, 13 of 14 from the free throw line. Jokic uh, battled him with 16 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and two blocks, but this was not a game after the second quarter. Second quarter was a 40 to 19 advantage for the Rockets. Capella had nine points in the quarter. Harden had nine points in the quarter. Austin Rivers had 10 points in the quarter. Clint Capella finished with 17 and 15. 15 in this game uh, was in terms of James Harden versus Nikola Jokic in terms of Nuggets versus Rockets, uh, you know, Rockets come out and destroy them in this one. You can't really put too much into the regular season. And yet it feels like uh, maybe Denver is not a team you're buying. It's hard because whenever you play a dynamic guard, if you're Denver Nuggets, whether it be Steph Curry, whether it be Dame Lillard, whether it be Kyrie Irving, whether it be James Harden, dynamic meaning I can attack you from three, meaning I can make my threes, and I can attack you at the cup, they have trouble. And I want to see Denver do well. I want a new kid on the block. I want that feeling of OKC when they won 50 games for the first year. They played Kobe and they took them to six games. And Kobe was like, this team is up next. I want that feeling. I love that feeling of a new team, new contender. But Denver's just not giving me that feeling. Defensively, they are always getting cooked by quality guard play. And like I said, when I say quality, I mean somebody who can threaten you at the rim, threaten you from three. And James Harden is literally the textbook definition of that tonight what do you see 38 points 22 shots he's making his threes he's getting to the free throw line 14 times like if if james Harden's is going to do this to your team you cannot win right yeah i mean and and you know james harden is one of the best players in the world one of the yes. greatest scorers we've ever seen so it's not it's not necessarily that he did it; it's the way he did it yes. Eden, are you are you buying are you buying denver I wanted to buy Denver, but this was just such a mediocre night for them against a very good Rockets team. I don't know if they need the altitude or something, but they just couldn't get any shots off. I mean, James Harden made more threes than their entire team did. That's right. It's it's just like, yeah, he made five threes and the Rock, uh, the Nuggets went four for 24. Like you just it's I wanted to like this Nuggets team. They have such good depth, like good bench players, except none of them decided to show up today. So I was kind of disappointed in this showing. Um so this kind of is making me waver a little bit in how strong I thought the Nuggets could be. Yeah, here's I mean, the thing. 
Go ahead, Zach. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I, I do want to see them in a playoff series because it is completely different. But I also wonder if they're one of those teams that just like on a random night in the regular season, it sucks to play them. But in the in a playoff series, like, I don't know how Michael Malone's going to coach. And I don't it's not that Michael Malone's not a good coach. He doesn't have counters. But if Nikola Jocic is your MVP candidate, he's the focal point of your team. He's the reason that your offense goes. He has to play. Right. And yeah. since he has to play, he also has to play defense. And that's in the playoffs. Oh, he is oh, going was, to get was, picked on. Was the metrics, the metrics show they're actually better usually when he's on the floor and all this stuff. And yet teams are attacking him constantly. I mean, like, that's why I don't buy that argument. <laughs> Look, and, and honestly, I, I'm somebody who was critical of him just off of the eye test. And when you do look at the metrics and his on court, off court, not even on court, off court. Just look at his on court offensive rating, 120 offensive rating this season. That's incredible. But guess what? In the playoffs, all the defense lock in. They put the screws to every single team. Every single defense in the playoffs gets better, gets more focus, cares about their assignments a little bit more. So your offense is definitely going to come down. And defensively, you are going to become a target. Well, you know what comes to mind? The Cleveland Golden State Warriors series of 2016 with LeBron just literally every single possession was like, pick and roll with Steph Curry. I know they're going to switch. I'm going to back this kid down every single time. That's what happens to you in the playoffs. Yeah. That's what teams do to you. That's what's going to constantly happen to Nikola Jocic. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, Eden, I don't know about you, but I don't want him shooting threes. Like, he's not a good three-point shooter. Like, he's he'll hit some every shooter. once in a while, but he's he's 32% on the season from three. He's been better in the past, but for me, like, I want him on the low block. Like, I know he's a passer and he initiates so much of their offense, but he can draw fouls. Like, and I mean this as a compliment, he's a great flopper. Like, he's really good at drawing fouls, so I want him as more of a scorer in the playoffs just to try to get teams in foul trouble. Yeah, I think that's one mindset thing that he's going to have to change a little bit because he loves to defer, but it's he's so big in the post. Like, why doesn't he use it more instead of just always passing it out? Well, Ian, yeah, your offense is built around the idea that this guy's a playmaker, and he is. He's incredible it's at he's, it. He's incredible it's not that he's at not it. Not a playmaker. Yeah, and either. that's fine. But sometimes it's not. It doesn't work. Like tonight, they couldn't get any good looks. You know, from like the, from shooting. So it's like. I feel like sometimes maybe you have to change up the game plan if Off- one thing's not working. Offensively, if Jochis is not going to draw two in the playoffs, they're not going to score. Yeah. It, they're just not going to score. And, and you know what I compare it to, too, and I bring it back to Golden State. It's like when teams like the Rockets or teams like OKC in 2016, when they've been the best against defending the Warriors, like we're switching every screen. And every time somebody switches on all of the off-ball action, when that person does get the ball, they're ready to D them up one-on-one. Right. And if yeah. you're not if you're not prepared to actually create advantages one on one in the playoffs, you're not going to succeed. And if Jochis is not going to be able to draw two in the playoffs, they're not going to do anything because they don't have that type of d- dynamism on the perimeter. So what are they going to do, Zach? And I don't want to be overly pessimistic about this team. I want to see them succeed. But it's hard for me to envision in the playoffs in that atmosphere with that yeah. type of ratcheted up defense that they're going to get it done. I mean, it's also it's also tough to, to nail it down, too, because we just haven't seen them in a playoff series. Right. We haven't seen them in a playoff environment. And it is a lot different. Like it is different going game to game, knowing you're playing the same team. And and I do wonder, like, if they lose that first game at home in the first round, how do they respond? Like they respond, they responded great to failing last year in the in game eighty two, and that kept them out of the playoffs. They came back this year and they kicked ass. But Zach, we haven't seen different. him in the playoffs, but I've seen Bogut in the playoffs. I remember when he got played off the court. 
Yeah. I remember when Festus got played off the court. I yeah. remember when Kev Love got played off the court. The second highest paid player on the team got played off the court. For what? Lack of lateral movement. Lack right. of being able to challenge people at the rim. I've seen this movie before, Zach. I know, but we keep wanting a different ending. As for Houston, Houston is, uh, they're still on a roll here. Uh, they're tied with the Blazers uh, in terms of games back of the one seed in the West, but they are in the four seed as of right now. And Denver is one game back of the one seed. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable you know, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. Uh, I'm guilty of it myself. I've had tears in my rotator cuff for years. Still haven't gotten surgery. Still haven't gotten it fixed. Uh, just living with it. And, it. and it's dumb because we never take care of ourselves. Same can be true with erectile dysfunction. Guys, it's not the 50s anymore. We can talk about this. It's fine. It's, all, it's a fact of life. Plenty of people go through it. You get it fixed. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com ding. You fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor you get fda approved ed meds delivered to your door in discreet unmarked packaging uh guys go online and get checked by a doctor it's so easy erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys never tackle but with roman it's really easy so take care of it we're not we're not we're not gonna be upset about this anymore we're gonna get it taken care of for a free online visit go to getroman.com ding that's getroman.com ding for a free online visit again getroman.com ding All right, let's get into the news from Thursday you will need for this weekend. Uh, Jordan Bell, the great suspension joke of... uh of 2019 in which we thought maybe he had ordered some hotel porn room and put it on Mike Brown's credit card. Turns out, uh, courtesy of friend of the program, M grads, that it was not pornography. It was just a candle. It was a $15 candle, but it had happened to the, to the point where Mike Brown wanted to make an example. And so, uh, they got a little bit in their feelings and they decided to punish Jordan bell. So there's an end to that fun there. Lakers guard, Josh Hart out for the season after knee surgery. Uh, he underwent knee surgery. The team announced it was successful and, uh, he's going to be back in about 12 weeks. But as we know, the Lakers will not be playing basketball in 12 weeks hornets and bucks were picked for a 2020 regular season game in paris the nba is going to play a regular season game in paris for the first time next season with the league announcing thursday that the hornets and the bucks are headed there game will be on january 24th Uh, i believe we are all now trying to get the athletic to send us there to cover that game because uh, i mean you can't pass that up right was was you're a writer now now you you gotta you gotta experience that comment allez vous uh thank you (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. <laughs> By the way, uh, the real news, I guess, is a Boston fan was banned for yelling a racial slur. And on Waz, I'm sure you can guess the slur, but please don't say it. <laughs> At yeah! Yahoo Sports senior NBA insider Chris Haynes reports on the NBA's recent punishment of a fan in Boston who directed a racial slur at Golden State Warriors Center during a game on January 26th. Uh, Cousins told Haynes that he has been subject to racial slurs from NBA fans on multiple occasions while playing on the road. This is a quote from Cousins. Oh, I've been called, 
and then I'm just going to you just beep, bleep that word. Well, no, don't bleep the word, Rob, because then it'll sound like I said it. Oh, I've been called the N-word, it's, and it's crazy because this has happened to me on a few occasions. I reported to the league, and you know, I may have said whatever I said back, and I was still punished for it. Cousins declined to detail where he heard the slurs, but sources told Chris Haynes uh, one of the incidents occurred during a road game against the Kings where Cousins played uh, to start his career. Was this, uh, you know, you and Boston have an interesting relationship. I, for one, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this, that a city as multicultural, as cosmopolitan, as academic as Boston would have these racially problematic type of incidents. Have. I'm, 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 I'm at a loss for words, Zach. Here's, a, here's my question. Eden, all right, so a fan says this to DeMarcus Cousins or whatever the fan says to uh, Russell Westbrook or, or any, any arena, right? Like fans get out of pocket and they, and they say things and the, and the player reacts, the player will get punished. Now, hopefully the the fan gets punished too, but when the player gets punished for this, I'm kind of conflicted on what I feel is appropriate because yeah, you can't have them saying, you know, threatening things to fans or whatever. But like, if a fan says that, says f off, right? Like, I just don't yeah. know what we're supposed to do with that, Eden. It's. I think it's unfair. It's one of those things. I feel like Adam Silver probably feels like he just has to has to, you know, show it, set an example that he's trying to keep the players in line from getting too out of hand. But man, these fans say some nasty things. They're so entitled, and you know, I I don't. I feel like that. I feel like the players should be able to fire back a little bit. It's yeah. It's it's not fair. Yeah. I just well, want to say this one thing. Um, I remember listening to Bo the other day, and he was talking about the malice in the palace, and he was like, listen, the first night coming out of that that incident, every single media outlet, sports center, everybody was like, yo, the fans really wild out. And he was like, I remember waking up the next day, watching sports center, listening to media accounts, reading the media accounts, and it had flipped. It turned into the players were out of their minds. And he, the point that he made, he was like, the NBA came out and told their partners, we are not going to blame this on the fans. And so that has been a policy of the NBA going back to 2004, right? We don't know if that's still their policy. Maybe it'll change someday how they handle these kind of incidents. But that has been the policy. The last thing you do is hold the fans accountable. So we'll see going yeah. forward. I mean, the customer's always right, right? I mean, I, I do think, like, in the Russell Westbrook case, like, the fact, like, I don't care if he threatens the dude. The fact that he threatened the wife, whether yeah. she said it or not, like, that's the, like, that's <laughs> where, that's, that's the yeah. line. <laughs> it was too much. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, like, that's a lie. Like, don't threaten, don't threaten a woman. But, like, in terms of, like, I, you know, not to get back into this whole, this whole conversation, but, like, you know, I, I argued with Jared Greenberg on NBA radio, uh, I was like, look, he, cause Jerry was saying, look, he, he escalated the situation. I said, no, he actually deescalated it because he let the guy know, Hey, there is a line that you do not want to cross here. And that, and that diffused the situation. And, and I think in a lot of cases that, you know, a player clapping back will actually diffuse. Cause there is a certain point where it's like, Oh, I can't fight DeMarcus cousins. Like, I don't like there, like there, there is a certain point where like there, there is a check that happens, but you can't, I mean, you can't have f players threatening fans because of the malice of the palace and you can't have fans saying this stuff. So I, I guess I don't even know what I'm trying to say was, I just feel like a better job needs to be done by all. 
And I hate to be this pro player, player, power, man, but the players are doing just fine. They're not going out of their way to curse people out, curse grown-ass men, curse in front of children, act like a vulgar idiot in front of hundreds of people in your little section. The players are not the ones doing that. It's these fans who have been empowered, quite frankly, by the media, by the leagues, by culture to just behave badly. Yeah, They need to shape up. Hey, uh, speaking of fans and the Warriors... For a chance to win round-trip airfare, hotel stay, and tickets to the final Warriors home game with a guest, uh, you're going to want to listen and subscribe to the Friday Mailbag. That's today that you listen to the Friday Mailbag. We're going to have some information on a cool sweepstakes uh, for the Warriors Family Foundation that uh, you're going to get a chance to go to the game and uh, you know get put up in a hotel and all that good stuff. So make sure you listen to the Friday Mailbag on Count the Dings and subscribe to that new feed. Hey guys, join us for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, deposit five bucks, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. You can play against other back-to-back listeners every Wednesday in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Shout out to Claw11X for taking home the victory last Wednesday. He is going to be joining us on a future mailbag. You could be too if you win the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Again, it's FanDuel.com slash B2B for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. All right, let's get to the other games from Thursday for Friday. Uh, Raptors 117, Knicks 92 in New York. Kawhi Leonard sat out this one with load management. Pascal Siakam led the way, 31 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 15 for Danny Green, 12 for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Kyle Lowry had a bad game, 7 points on 10 shots, but it didn't matter. Serge Ibaka, 10 points, 10 rebounds off the bench. Raptors hit 23 pointers in this game. The only significant Knicks in this game, Mitchell Robinson, 19 points, 21 rebounds off the bench, and Kadeem Allen had 18 for the Knicks. Pistons 150. Magic 98 in Detroit. Big loss by the Magic. Big big win by the Pistons. Wayne Ellington went off, uh, and the Pistons put this one away pretty much after halftime, although the Magic made a little bit of a run. Ellington led the Pistons with 25 points, 9 of 16 from the field, 7 of 13 from 3. Blake Griffin, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Andre Drummond, dominant, 18 points, 14 rebounds, 6 blocks, 4 assists. Ish Smith had 15 off the bench. Shout out to Tom Haverstrow. Nikola Vucevic, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. It was only 5 of 15 from the field. Aaron Gordon had 20 points. Jonathan Isaac had 10 points on 14 shots. DJ Augustine had 18 points. Terrence Ross still slumping with 10 points on 11 shots. Pistons are a half game ahead of the Nets for the sixth seed. Magic are a half game behind the Heat for the eighth seed. Speaking of the Nets, Sixers 123, Nets 110 in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid demolished the Brooklyn Nets. 39 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, three steals. Ben Simmons had 16 points, eight assists, four rebounds. JJ Redick with 18 points. Boban Marjanovic had 16 off the bench. He even hit a three-pointer. Sixers were dominant from the start in this one. Joe Harris had a nice game with 22 points, but D'Angelo Russell was pretty bad. 13 points, 6 of 19 from the field, had eight assists, but seven turnovers. Even in terms of just the way the Sixers attacked in this one, it all starts with Joel Embiid and everyone just kind of fed off him. Yeah, I mean, Joel opened the game shooting three of three from the three-point line. When he's playing this well, the Sixers are just so unstoppable. He's such a force for them. And this is what the Sixers fans want to see in the playoffs. Um, the Sixers shot really well. I mean, Boban even hit a three. They shot 50% from the field. And the Sixers aren't known for their defense, but they shut down D'Angelo Russell completely. He couldn't get it going at all. Um, so overall, just a really good showing from the Sixers. And this is what they need to play like in the playoffs. Yeah, jo- JoJo's been very physical since that Boston game, and and the defense has slipped this year. But that was the, kind of the Sixers defense that we've seen of the past, so of the past couple of years. So it was good to see them return to that. 
Heat 105, Mavs 99 in Miami. This was actually the best game of the night. Uh, it was old man night and it was Slovenian night in the same building, but it was not an old man Slovenian night. Final Dirk versus Dwayne Wade matchup. Dirk had 13 points on 13 shots, three of nine from three in 28 minutes. Dwayne Wade, 11 points on four, 14 from the field, four steals in 28 minutes. Goran Dragic, Slovenian point guard, uh, was great down the stretch. Finished with 23 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. He had nine points and seven rebounds in the fourth quarter, including a couple of big offensive rebounds. He led a huge fourth quarter attack for the heat. They outscored the, the Mavericks 30 to 17 Luka Doncic, 19 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, but did have six turnovers and only shot six of 18 from the field. Made some miscues down the stretch of that game. Dion waiters helped make the heat uh, a, a big run in the third quarter. He had 15 and third finished with 17 points on 17 shots. Bam Adebayo had 11 points, 16 rebounds. Jalen Brunson had 13 points for the Mavs bucks. 128 Clippers, 118 in Milwaukee was the Bucks, man. I tried to tell you about this and you kept it. You kept poo-pooing it. You kept saying, no, the Raptors, this and the Raptors, that but no, the, the Bucks, Bucks dominant. The Bucks, the Bucks are one of the two best teams in the East. It's, it's nice to in see, honestly, <laughs> they're one of the two best teams in the East. It's good to see. And you were right. And I was also right about Toronto's dominance coming into the season, despite Kawhi Leonard doing the load management. Like it's going to be fun in the playoffs when Kawhi Leonard plays every single game every I, night. I really hope they fa- they face each other in the conference finals because one of us is going to be entirely insufferable. And it's going to be <laughs> Uh, Bucks outscored them 39-21 in the second quarter to blow this one wide open. Clippers had a big fourth to make it look a little closer than it was. Middleton was incredible. 39 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, was 16 of 24 from the field. Giannis had 34 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Eric Bledsoe, 15 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds for the Clippers. No Lou Williams in this game. Uh, rookie Shea Gilgis Alexander finished with 21 to lead the team. Jamichael Green had 16 off the bench. Wilson Chandler had 15. Montres Harrell had 13. The Clippers are a half game behind the Utah Jazz for the five seed. They're a half game ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder for the six seed. Pelicans 121, Kings 118 in New Orleans. A buddy healed revenge game, but they didn't get revenge because they lost. He had 27 points on 11 of 21 from the field, but was just one of eight from downtown. Julius Randle, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say Julius Randle continues to do a great job putting up meaningless numbers in meaningless games, and that's kind of what his career is so far. 34 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. Christian Wood had 25 points, nine rebounds, three steals off the bench. Alfred Payton, six 16 and nine uh, Jalil Okafor had 12 points, nine rebounds. No Anthony Davis in this game, by the way, De'Aaron Fox, 25 points, 12 assists. Willie Colley Stein at 18, 12 rebounds and four assists. Spurs one sixteen, Cavs one ten. It was Manu Ginobili retirement ceremony night. Uh, Cavs were able to get the win in this one. DeMar DeRozan, 25 points on 10 of 12 shooting in eight assists, including a big assist to Patty Mills for a corner three that put this one out of reach. LaMarcus Aldridge, 14 points on 15 shots. Bryn Forbes had 19 points. Bellinelli was 16 off the bench for the Cavs. Kevin Love had 18 points, eight rebounds. Colin Sexton led the way with 24 points on 10 of 17 shooting. The Spurs are a half game behind the Thunder for the seven seed in the West. Let's get to lines of the night. Uh, we've got a few to choose from Chris Middleton, 39, eight and five Giannis 34, nine and five Julius Randall, 34 and 11 and three Goran Dragic had his triple double Joel Embiid at 39 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, James Harden, 38 points, six rebounds, six assists. Eden, who gets your line of the night? I'm sure everyone expects me to give it to Joel Embiid, but I got to give it to Goran Dragic because Whoa. Lavinia Knight hit me straight in the heart. And that hijacked jersey exchange was so cute. Oh, so good. That's right. Oh, I forgot to mention that Dwayne Wade and, you know, usually does his jersey exchange. We had a Slovenian jersey exchange. It was they, they hijacked it. That was a great call. Thanks for reminding us of that. <laughs> uh, Waz, who gets your line of the night? 
I gotta go with Chris Middleton because he's never gonna do this in the playoffs. So I gotta Ouch. give it to him right now. Ouch. <laughs> Wow. So for him to drop almost 40 in a game tonight, it's nice. The playoffs are coming very near. It's it's, it's almost here. Got to give it up to Middleton. I got to give him... You know what? how black people love to say this thing? Give people their roses while they can smell them. I'm giving Chris Middleton his roses while he can smell them because he's not going to do it in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go James Harden for line of the night with 38 points. He had a, he had a bad game against the Bucks. He bounced back and destroyed the Nuggets. Uh, game to watch for the weekend. I'm going to go Nuggets versus Thunder. That's tomorrow... Or that's tonight, Friday night. Uh, the Thunder are 0-3 against the Nuggets this season. I don't think the Thunder necessarily need a big win in order to prove they can play with, with Denver, but I, they do just need a win because they've struggled as of late. So uh, I'd like to see how they try to they try to take down Denver, and I believe it's in Oklahoma City. Uh, Eden, where are you going? I'm going uh, Sixers back to going to Minnesota. Jimmy Butler is going home. Oh, yeah. Call. The yeah. booze. He even join in on the booze. He's ready. That'll be fun. He didn't show up tonight, so I hope he shows up Saturday. He's got a troll. He's going to destroy them. You just know he is. Uh, Waz, what's your game of the weekend? Man, I, I think I got to go with the Clippers at home versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. And to most people, this is a meaningless game. You know, it has no playoff implications. It's a team that's going nowhere in, in a town that's never been anywhere. And the Clippers, who are going to the playoffs, but they kind of almost locked in seating-wise. But for me, it's very important because it's going to be my first game as a credential member of the athletic Woo! doctor. And so I will tell you guys to watch that game. Try to see me on TV if you can, if you got league pass, if you're not a broke boy. Yeah, you know Waz is just going to walk around the court as much as he can until security tells him to go find a seat. <laughs> Subscribe to us. You like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the ding. Subscribe to the back-to-back podcast. Uh, Basketball Buds on Tuesday, Nursery Run on Thursday. We got the new mailbag with that sweepstakes for the Warriors game. That's on Friday. That has its own feed, so make sure you subscribe to that. Of course, Black Opinions Matter Monday. Subscribe to that feed. And uh, we got the House of Strauss. We got the Pack Your Knives and, and rate and review this uh, this old daily ding and tell your friends about it. Thanks for waking up with us. Uh, thanks for, for starting your day with the daily ding. Uh, I would go to Waz here because I'm sure he has actually, you know what, Eden, I'd like to sign up from you. And then Waz, I'd like to sign up from you. Sure. Ding, ding. Me, myself and ding. That's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. And it ain't no need to cry. I took a vow that from now on, ding gonna be my own best friend.